0: Hey there, folks. On this episode of Sketchy Conversations, we're talking with Tyler Moselle of Zen Worship. We're chatting about funk, punk, and old school wrestling. It'll make sense, folks. Let's go. So when did Zen Worship start?
1: So Zen Worship started in 2016, the fall. I just moved back from New York City to D.C., and I was looking for something that would be like eclectic, groovy. Um, You know, found uh, the original singer-piano player who also plays drums, and then we just kind of kicked it off from there. We started getting a horn section, a rhythm section, and just going at it.
0: How did the name Zen Worship come about? It's like, to me, it has a duality, kind of like how Marilyn Manson was trying to capture the 60s, the best parts and the worst parts of it. Is that a coincidence or that kind of like a hidden message? Just
1: yeah, no, absolutely. So the idea was when we came up with the name Zen Worship, we were trying to think of like, Okay, with music, there's duality. Like, I like punk rock, I like jazz, I like all different types of music that will bring, like, intensity, will bring a sense of solace. Like, music creates an emotion in people, and that's why, as a musician, you try to create emotion in other people, right? And at the end of the day, like, we want our music to communicate a sense of zen or bring people to, like, a feeling of zen, but you, sometimes you have to do so through, like, the, the means of intensity or, like, that's why we have the worship element but it also reflects like a broader um reality of life like there's there's pain suffering war there's peace there's tranquility and all these all these things are going at each other simultaneously so we thought it made sense to um try to like come up with a name that communicated that duality of life basically in music so
0: like you say you're from new york right
1: well, I lived in New York for a while before I moved back from D.C. I'm originally out from Utah and California.
0: Oh, really? Cool.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so where's everybody else from? Um,
1: the rest of the band, uh, our bass player is Italian, but he's lived all over the U.S. Um, our current singer, Preethi, she's originally from Florida, but she's lived here in D.C. for like the past 25 years. Our trumpet player, Allison, she's originally from Florida, but she's lived here for like 10 years. Um, and then our drummer Phil—he's lived in the area for most of his life, so he was kind of from here, essentially.
0: All right, cool, because I noticed like D.C.'s a very transient place, so it's always fascinating where everybody's from, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a weird like music uh, city because you think like like to me when I think of D.C. music, I mean, obviously you have like Duke Ellington, like the traditional like you know, jazz, you have, like, the, the go-go stuff, of course, and then you have, like, you know, uh, the amazing Bad Brains, like the punk hardcore stuff, uh, Minor Threat Fugazi, all that great tradition, and it's fascinating because when you look at the history of those musicians and their bands, they were all, like, friends from the area, and they came they came up from the area. So it's, it's very odd to me when other, like, musicians who aren't from D.C., are trying to connect with people to make a band because, like, yes, it's 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 great to have like the same musical sensibility to create a band, but there's nothing that replaces like having a deep, long connection with your friends, and and then and then music grows out of that. But it's 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 very hard to do that in D.C. So it's like you know we're all trying to do what we can if we're not like from the area to 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 connect on that level. You know what I mean?
0: Not oh, totally. Like, i always felt like you can tell when people are playing music together and if they known each other for a while.
1: Absolutely. And you can also tell like did they did did they come up on the same type of genre, the same type of influences, the same t- same type of feeling. Like I I remember I watched a video of you playing um and you guys were doing a a cover of a death song i think
0: yeah i apologize to my eyes yeah
1: yes which is one of my i mean death's one of my favorite punk bands one of the i mean the unforgotten heroes of punk in american history but like when you when you guys were playing it together you had a vibe like you all loved death you all loved their message what that song was about and it had like a had like a natural connection to it you know um I mean that's that's the cool thing of music when you can get to that point. It's very hard, but it, it's it's ideal.
0: You being from all over and what's what do you say the difference between music scene wise, like here and where you've been also?
1: So the the big difference I've noticed about DC um, that I think that makes DC stand out, that's unique, is is the international element that comes into the music here. So for example, like I mean, I try to go out and see as many local bands as I can. Um, but for example, like you know, one of the local uh, labels here, um, Electric Cowbell. I don't know if you know, like Jim Thompson, who runs that, and he's in um, kind of this this dance punk um, group, Time is Fire, and they do, they have like a, a a singer from Iran, and yet their music is like this dance punk, noise punk, and it's very international, right? And he actually, the reason why I bring this up is he, that, he, he got us the first gig from Zen Warship when we played at Bassa Bistro up in Adams Morgan. And I, I was really interested in the stuff that he puts on because he puts on all different types of shows. Um, but he, he's, he looks for like this, this very international flavor of music. Um, and I think that DC represents that. I mean, obviously it's an international city with the politics and whatnot. But the, musically, you know, like, you can go and listen to some really cool Ethiopian jazz here. You can listen – I mean, Gogo, of course, has, like, really interesting, like, you know, uh, Afro beat roots underneath it. And there's there's just all these different type of stuff. Whereas, like, when I was young growing up and I lived in Utah, I was really into punk rock and hardcore because it was, like, anti-establishment. And I grew up – Utah's a very religiously conservative state, so the Mormon church – and um, I wasn't really into that. And I was into skateboarding and, like, whatever. And so music for that was, like, that reflected that that subculture, right? And um, I don't know. Other places like New York, I mean, there's obviously everything in New York. It's very eclectic, and it does have an international thing. But I feel like there's something uniquely international about the D.C. music scene. Um, so that's my sense of it. For years, I've noticed
0: this kinship between, like, punk and funk, actually, since – you know, both of our bands have that. Here's the thing: I can't figure out what the connection is, but maybe have like a better view on it. Like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Man, I I I always think about the same thing, and I've always wondered like why I don't I don't know why, but I've always loved punk music and funk music. And I think like when I first started hearing, um, uh, the Minutemen, the the California punk band. If you li- if yeah like so if you listen to the Minutemen and you listen to the guitar and the rhythm and if you basically slow the tempo down of the Minutemen by 30 40 B- bpm you you can get like a soft funk song it's it sounds really strange but like and so basically like some of that early punk rock they were taking I don't know I just feel like there's this like since there were like the punks were like taking it harder and faster and more intense and funk was just trying to make it, like, dancey and sexy with, like, disco and stuff. Um, but, like, I don't know, you know, other bands that I would listen to, like, Chili Peppers, of course, like Blood Sugar Sex, Sex Magic album where they would add that, like, punk-funk mixture. Um, one of my favorite, favorite bands, they're I, some people call them jazz punk or whatever, is Defunct. I don't know if you've checked them out before. Yeah, and like I, that intensity that they play with, but it's so danceable. Um, I, you know, I don't know if it's like an energy that comes from funk and goes into punk or what it is, but there's like there's a really cool overlap there.
0: Yeah, because I was thinking when I first heard, I was sitting, listening to Zen Worship. I'm like, okay, one of them, if not you, had to be into no wave or something like that. Like I, yeah, I'm like. Yeah there has to be, like, okay, I wonder if, anybody, if they've heard of James Chance and the Blacks, or if they heard, like, DNA or somebody like that, or they have the No New Wave comp. I wonder if one of those guys have that. So
1: Yeah, so, I mean, like, so basically with my guitar playing, the way we write a bunch of our songs, I'll, I will write most of the initial, like, skeleton. So I'll, I'll do the guitar and, and come up with, like, the chord structure and the harmony changes and whatnot. And a lot of the stuff that I'm influenced by is, like, you know, like I said, it's like post, to post-punk. Um, you know, the Joy Division. You know, when they when Joy Division then went into kind of their their full-on like eighties techno style, Talking Heads. Um, you know, Bow Wow Wow, some of that stuff. And um, but then so that that's kind of like the underlying guitar parts and the rhythm stuff. But then our singer and our horn section. Would add on something to it and then make it sound a little bit more like all of a sudden like a, the James a James Brown horns player stepped into the room you know and so that that would then kind of take it in a little bit different direction um, and I mean we just we just our thing is we just love playing anything that grooves like whether it's like a a, a punk funk song like a straight up James Brown like riff something from Hendrix Stevie Wonder like if its essence makes you groove, that's what we want to play because we, 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 we get excited by that and that turns us on and we want other people to feel that way when we play, you know? So that's that's kind of like where where that comes from. Um, the B-52s, that's another one that I really love listening to and not like the traditional Rock Lobster, like the more famous ones, but if you listen to some of the older B-52s, they, they sound like a post-punk band. They sound like Joy Division. Um, it's it. So I, I like a lot of that stuff for sure.
0: I noticed you liked a lot of like uh, Memorial Skill wrestling posts. Like, are you a current fan or just like, oh shit, I remember that, you know?
1: Just one. So the the thing is, like, I love the original like drama and over the top of the WWF. Like to me, that the WWF was classic, and especially the Ultimate Warrior. I don't know why. It's just like this visceral, crazy maniac. Who would run around and, and do his entrance? Um, and then but when I revisited him later on, I, he would communicate like he had this like Native American spirit guide that, that kind of helped develop his character as the ultimate warrior, right? And, and I love that he, he tried to reach back into like an American like Native American tradition and like look back at like, what he could pull out that would be kind of interesting and also kind of subversive. As like this, like you know, the the ultimate spirit spirit warrior has come back to be reincarnated and is gonna destroy everybody. Um, and there was like something powerful that. But the the thing is, I think like part of the reason why I like that is there was just like such such intensity, such passion that he brought to it. And it's the same thing why I liked, like punk rock. There is such intensity and passion that, like a natural person, brings to it, or like funk with James Brown, they bring to it. You know what I mean? Like, so to me, it's not—it's not, it's not about—it's not about the wrestling per se as like a, an industry and a thing. Other than it's kind of like a dramatized circus show, which is kind of fun in and of itself. It's more of like when when you have like somebody who takes it to an art form, which I think are like those performers. It's just—it's—it's it's just funny, man, and it's—it's it's just like. It, I don't know. It just like it speaks to me in some weird way, and and people always be like, well, but you know, it's not real. It's like, yeah, it's it's supposed to be an archetype that you're participating in to enjoy like a higher cause and to bring the audience to a higher state of consciousness and like enjoy it together. And that's the whole purpose of it. It's hilarious, but it's fun.
0: Exactly. Like you know, I was like, nobody's thought it has been real. People know it's a work since nineteen ninety two, and then they're reminding you back in nineteen ninety seven. And also that's, that special on NBC exposed Rusty's Greatest Secrets. So we already right. know, Chief. You know, <laughs> Right, right. All aware. Right. And, uh, but yeah, Ultimate mm. Warrior, to me, he was almost like, that's what 80s metal looked like to me.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's it, it was just like another aspect of the 80s culture, but in wrestling. But I mean, the fact that he brought it back to the Native American Spirit Warrior, when he died, there was this quote that went out about him that I can't remember if his like wife passed on or somebody said about him where it's like, um, you know, you've you've lived your life and you've given everything you can as the warrior spirit and you go out fighting. And, like, so he even played up his character throughout his life before he died. It was, like, his professional identity. And I just just find something so fascinating in the psychology with wrestlers. I mean, there's a whole thing of, like, why actors become actors. They put on these different masks, da-da-da-da. But, like, with these wrestlers, they take on this one persona for quite a while, right? It's like you're playing a TV series for, like, two decades or three decades or something. And so it's it's just strange that they take on this one character that they love so much. I mean, Hulk Hogan. Like, he's, he's like, a part of American culture. And it's, like, this this weird, like, muscular, like, masculine, like, California blonde dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 just kind of a, a weird, like, psychological trip. These people love it, and they go on and perform.
0: I noticed Zen Warship has a show coming up, and I'm trying to figure out how are y'all, like, rehearsing during an era of social distancing?
1: Yeah, so we are lucky because our bass player has a big backyard. And so we we go outside, we all wear masks, we stand, you know, six to eight feet away from each other. Our singer, like, stands, like, you know, 15 feet away from us. Um, And we we keep the amp noise relatively low. We play on, like, a Saturday night, so, like, the neighbors aren't too pissed off. Um, And basically... Our, our idea is like right now, if we can play outside and still do some of that, we can keep up like a bit of, 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 of practice for these live shows that are out, outdoors. Um, but at the same time, we, we're pulling together our first debut album, and it's kind of in the final stages of being mixed and mastered. So we're gonna release that sometime this fall that will be out. Um, and then we're going to start writing new music for our second album. So we have a couple different things that we're trying to to focus on to stay busy during COVID since we can't play shows consistently, nor do we want to because we don't want to, you know, it, it has to be under the right conditions to bring people out and to convene people, like I said. so.
0: Great talking to you, Tyler. You All know. right.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. You too. All right. Bye. Take it easy. Take it easy.
0: Thanks again to Tyler Moselle. Check out Zen Warship on Apple Music and other platforms.